Hello, my ladies, my gays, my theys, and the men who get it. We are back with the F the Nice Guy podcast. I am Reagan, and I am super excited because today I have a very special guest. You may know her from TikTok. Her name is Abby Rosemarin, and Abby, hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Quick question. Originally, you had content because you look very similar to Jennifer Garner, right? Yes. Okay. And once upon a time, my handle was not Jennifer Garner. It, that, I recently changed over to my ha- regular name, and it's coming full circle now because now I'm getting the comments again of, uh, "Has anyone told you you look like Jennifer <laughs> Garner?" Like, <laughs> you're like, "Yes, actually." You can't see her through the podcast, but she does genuinely look just as gorgeous and lovely as Jennifer Garner. Oh. So, I feel like that's a good, like that's a good celebrity to look like too. She seems, she seems very friendly. <laughs> You know, of all the the celebrities to be compared to, I'll take that. It's not like, hey, has anyone told you you look like Steve Buscemi? Like, oh, oh thanks. my god, <laughs> I literally had someone on my other page where I make crazy mom content. I had someone say you look mm-hmm. like Steve Buscemi because I had like, oh. I had like, <laughs> I had like crazy eyes in the video, and I was like, okay, okay. Oh. Which <laughs> I, I shouldn't even say too, because like he seems like a nice, well, uh, it seems like a nice guy, but. Famous last words, girl. Like, careful. Ooh, I stumbled right into that one. (laughs) Well, okay, that's that's a perfect introduction to this because we are going to be talking about your story, which involves Mm -hmm. a a situation that I feel like is becoming more and more common. Where uh, I don't know what would what do you call them? They're not influencers. What would I call what they do? Um, you know, I, I've, I've just been calling them the, the, the nice guy TikToker. Um, That's so perfect. It's just, it is what they are. Yeah. They want to be influencers. Yes, sure. So it's the guys who come into like female friendly or women friendly spaces. Uh, A lot of times they'll do like call out type of videos, generally calling out like men's bad behavior. They present themselves as a voice for women, defending women and build a following of women who feel supported and safe. And unfortunately in the past, God, in the past month, like many big creators uh, who are men have been outed as being the opposite of what they say they are and being worse than the men they are calling out. Yes. And the crazy part is, is that for everyone that has already been called out, there are easily five to 10 waiting in the wings and all it's going to take is the right person at the right time talking about their story and they're going to get outed as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? You could just post not naming names, a post that's like, this creator is bad and you'll get a hundred comments of like all different names of men this could be. And you're like, oh God, Mm -hmm. oh God. Uh, And I know even like personally and your story is much more personal, obviously, to to this uh, crazy dynamic that's been going on. Uh, but I even like I had one recently with a guy that I was friends with, you know, as, as much as you're friends with people online. But uh, someone I had interacted with was outed for some pretty atrocious behavior. And I, I knowing that, like, of course, it's tailored content and it's the the best version of a person and you don't know people you see online. I even was like taken aback and felt completely overwhelmed by that. Cause I was like, wow, wow, that yeah. you're really good at uh, 
playing pretend essentially like really talking yeah. the talk the mm. good guy cosplay as i like to call it <laughs> they are excellent at the at the good guy mm. cosplay nice guy uh and especially just making a platform off of it because you think about how many hours they're dedicating to not just being like oh i'm a nice guy like i'm a defender of women i am like yeah. the top nice guy oh god all that time instead of going to therapy (laughs) men will do toxic men will do anything not to go to therapy they would rather make a platform of them being like (laughs) the hero than take a one hour therapy session oh geez and fittingly sometimes part of their platform is claiming they're going to therapy where they may or may not even be in therapy yeah or that they're reformed narcissists, which is not a thing. And I like I'm bipolar, for example, I'll throw my stuff in here. If we're going to talk about stuff, I will never not be bipolar, but I can have it under Mm -hmm. control managing it. So just a fun fact for everyone listening, not not naming names. But if you were to see someone posting that they are no longer a narcissist, that would be an untrue statement. That's not how narcissism works. It cannot be cured. Anywho's that's that's a targeted <laughs> that's that's a specific person I'm thinking of clearly right oh gee I wonder what names are coming to mind in my eyes like. <laughs> we all know this is like a group of us and you know that's another hard thing I think is because you're in the same boat as me I feel like where you you create you know very pro-women content I mean like it's sad that we have to say pro-women content we should just be everyone should just be creating content right that is pro-women but yeah like supporting women telling our stories out like uh sharing our experiences and inevitably you are in circles with these people and you're meeting them and so it's so bizarre to be in this world where these people who are held up in such high esteem now we're like are they like we don't even know who's all bad now i feel like it's it's starting to become a very anxiety provoking type of thing i'm like who's bad will someone just please tell me oh i feel that it really does become that case of like you know what i have to just assume nobody is safe because the the sheer number of former mutuals of mine that i had to go oh oh we're not mutuals anymore um i i've learned what you have done whether it's privately or publicly and i am stepping back and it is, it's like, I, at this point, it's probably statistically speaking, better for me to just assume the worst and see if you prove me wrong than to give benefit of the doubt and really get burned by that later on. A hundred percent. I have unmutualed <laughs> or like what I unfollowed or so many people that I, I thought of as at least acquaintances. And I, I think it's actually worse than just like normal life. Like I actually feel like you have to have your guard up more around some men in the, in these spaces than you would just like nor in a normal interaction, because it's like, if they are choosing to center themselves there, there may be something going on. If they think their voice should be the most important, the most heard, the most rewarded, they need like any guy who thinks he needs a pat on the back for just being like, don't be bad to women is maybe not, maybe not the best. I feel like it definitely becomes one of those cases where uh, selection bias really creates the worst of the worst because what kind of man is going to want to build a platform where he's an advocate and an ally for women, but is also doing that not just to, you know, uh, 
get profit and attention, but is hoping to create a pool of women that they can then exploit. That is a certain kind of nasty, nasty human being. And uh, unfortunately, like the same way that, you know, CEOs have like some of the highest rates of narcissism in, in any other demographic, I feel like this is a similar case where you're just going to see like astronomically higher rates of the absolute worst kind of personalities. Yeah, a hundred percent. You can't see my face, but I was thrown back <laughs> just like, ooh, when you mentioned the dating pool. Um, that's so nasty. And I, I want to point out because I, from, I, I'm like stuttering now because I'm so, I hate this so much. Um, <laughs> the lady was too stunned to speak. <laughs> she, she was too stunned to speak, truly. But I, I'd love just to talk with you real quick before we get into our story, like why that is so bad, because I feel like some people don't like register why that's such a gross thing to do. It's like, oh, you're like, well, of course you're, you know, you have a presence online and you're going to meet people. But from my perspective, and I would love to hear your thoughts as well. You have men centering themselves about defending women. You have their uh, following often being very straightforward about trauma like you see that in their comment sections it's women who have suffered uh, like traumatic experiences at the hands of men and they are very open about that and to build this platform about being a, a defender of women having a following of a lot of in my mind vulnerable women because they mm -hmm. may have women who have healed from what they've been experiencing but from what I've seen in a lot of the comment sections, it is very raw. There's a lot of raw emotion. There's a lot of um, things that they are working through. So they are putting these men on a pedestal. It's not an equal power dynamic. And then when these men who have histories, a lot of the guys that got outed, like maybe they've mentioned it like in a link somewhere or like a video two years ago, but have like, they ad admittedly have histories of harming women, being misogynistic. Um, a lot of them, like some have SA, like admitted SA that they have yeah. assaulted women. And it's like, you are putting yourself as a protector and someone that they are safe around without them knowing that you have a history of being the very person they're trying to heal from. And that's why, from my perspective, that's why I think it's just bleh. I am in the exact same boat. Um, the analogy I used to use was it's the wolf in sheep's clothing, clothing that got invited into the sheep den. And I think it's even worse than that. It is the wolf dressed up as a shepherd going into the, the sheep's den. Um, because a lot of us, a lot, especially a lot of women, we have turned to TikTok as a place to process trauma, whether we're making content about it or we're just finding creators who are talking about it and we're finally getting words to these experiences. And these men know that. And they know that that is a, a very particular brand of vulnerable. That's a very particular brand of exploitable. So here they are pretending to be the shepherd, if you will. And the, the worst part, and this is the part that really just boils my blood. So here they are. They have made this massive fan base. They have rabid followers yes. that will defend that man tooth and nail. Yes. And so here they are. They're causing this treatment to usually multiple women at the exact same time. It's it, they they almost never just do one at a time. Yeah, right. Um and here's this woman who's going to have so many things that are 
kind of the cards are stacked against her because there's going to be the internal battle because she, you know, unfortunately, you know, we build up these parasocial bonds and she's built up a parasocial bond on this guy being a good one, being a protector, being an ally. And so here he is mistreating her and that's creating cognitive dissonance. Like, no, no, like he's good one. I, I, and it must be me. It's me and all my trauma. I'm seeing it wrong. I'm too sensitive. I can speak from personal experience. You get that cognitive dissonance and you immediately yes. blame yourself. And even then though, even when you finally get out of that, you feel completely silenced because you know, and, and I've noticed that these men deliberately pick women who either aren't content creators or they're very small creators or they're smaller creators. Mm -hmm. So here they are feeling like I, I can't say anything. They have hundreds and hundreds and maybe even millions of followers. And I know a lot of them are the kind of women who are, you know, it's uncharitable as it sounds, just not far enough along in their healing journey. They haven't deconstructed the internalized misogyny enough that it's easy for them to get weaponized. Hate that woman. That woman's trying to ruin a good man. You better mass report her. You better, you know, take down her stuff. You better threaten her into silence. And so now you have this woman who has been through the ringer, who probably gaslit herself into just complete depletion. And she feels silenced. And the worst part is she's probably one of tens, probably even hundreds. And, and that to me, very, very long story short is why it's so insidious. And it's a special brand of disgusting. That was very profoundly put. I can tell you're a writer. That was so beautifully <laughs> said. I will think I will be thinking about that shepherd line for at least a couple days. That brings up a, a really interesting point. And then I want to jump into your story because I know you have so much to say, but it, that brings up an interesting point to me. So you have the woman who is essentially being like gaslit by the app itself, like gaslit by his presence and what he's saying he is. And then all the followers who are saying, no, he is this thing. And video after video after video that's saying, no, he's a good guy. He's a nice guy, which is creating a reality, this false reality that he has like cultivated and spent probably years making that is telling her, no, you're wrong. I am great. Look at look at these videos. Look at these comments. Look at my follower count. You wanna you wanna say it's me? How about the millions of people that disagree with you? And I, I think about it on the small scale. I've been in relationships with many horrible men, but some that were very narcissistic and and very emotionally abusive and very controlling. And they would do that on the small scale, right? Like me versus you. Here's what them trying to gaslight me in the sense of, no, your reality isn't real. You're wrong. You're crazy. You add like hundreds of thousands of other people who are also forcing that narrative. Like, I can't imagine. I know you can, but like the strength of a, the strength it takes to hold on to your truth when met with that, because I found it incredibly hard when it was just him doing it, when it was just him as a singular person. And additionally, the women who then come for the person speaking out against the man, not that I, it's not okay. And I'm not, I, I'm not at all defending that behavior, but you also, you, you think about what position they're in and it's like, they're looking for validation from him. They want to show that they're a good follower, that they love him. You know, it, I think one of the most telling things is when the the men who are creating this content and who are not who they say they are don't stop that from happening and if anything i've seen them kind of stoke the fires there and that's so 
grotesque to me. Sending women to harm other women when you're an ally yeah. instead of doing it yourself because you know it makes you look bad. Yes, and um, one of the ones who's been outed recently, and in in some ways this this man is the Rasputin of nice guy TikTokers because he's been outed probably three four times at this point and just somehow keeps trucking along. A hundred percent, he's Rasputin. That's so <laughs> true. Like, like go 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 down. How do was it drowning eventually? Like somebody get the water. Like take this guy out, please. Socially, not in real life, not in real life. So yeah, so social take out the platform. Yes, yeah, thank exactly. you. Like, we're not threatening anyone here. We're saying we want to deep. It's like, like, oh, you want to ruin their lives? No, we want to deplatform them. We yes. want to take away the very weapon that they have. Hundred percent. Carry on. Sorry, sorry. I, I just. Oh no! Perfect imagery. Perfect imagery there. <laughs> And I love how we both went, we're like, yep, we know who we're talking about. Here. <laughs> um, but like, recently, there were screenshots of his Discord server, where he's, you know, basically pulls a, a, a Charles Manson. And for those who don't know, Charles Manson never killed anybody, technically never put his hands on a single soul. He had a cult of people, primarily women who did the dirty work for him. And so here he is talking about these things in the Discord server. And it's not directly saying, oh, go and attack this woman but it's like if you've got a bunch of women who are in that you know pick me choose me love me energy yes. all you have to do is like start talking about it and be moaning it and just being like this is just not fair she's nah, nah, nah. and then they're they're gonna do it for you yes. and uh it, it's just it's so incredibly disgusting yes flying monkey technique i don't want to get my hands dirty i don't want to look like a bad guy and again like this is where why we're in nice guy in quotations obviously heavy heavy quotes territory they cannot lose the the veil of niceness they cannot lose the mask that they're a good person a kind person so instead they send others to do their dirty work they send others to be cruel and mean and to bully people into silence and then they can say well i didn't say that well show me the comment where i said that show me the message and it's so gross like oh my god eh, okay let's get in let's go to your story because i could talk about this uh, for a hundred years and mm -hmm. actually your story is in very in line with this conversation because i know that you had a a very close relation with someone who is exactly this type of guy who we will not name but i don't want to assume any part of your story so i would just love to hear like what happened, Abby? Oh, <laughs> Tell us well, all about we can, it. <laughs> we can start at the very beginning where, uh, so there was a, a fairly big TikToker who I started following. The, the irony is I remember he first came up onto my FYP a few times and I was like, oh man, there's something about us. But then some other videos started popping up and I did what all women have been conditioned to do. Oh, I need to give him a bit more of a chance. That wasn't fair of me. So I started following him. And then I had posted uh, kind of a thirst trap and he <laughs> liked it and immediately followed me back, which as an aside, that is red flag number one. If yes. a big creator, nice guy TikToker, all of a sudden is following you because of a thirst trap, run for the hills. Run. Ooh. Girl, I had on, so on my TikTok page, I, I don't do thirst. Like I, it's literally just me being like, nice guys suck. Here's why support women let's get through this but i had one video one video where i kind of like 
it was like a X Files, <laughs> like like um he's what is his name? Who's the guy from X Files? Oh my god, uh, it's either David Mulder or Scully. Mulder. Oh, Mulder's like uh, she's like they don't like you. They think you're spooky, and I'm like, do you think I'm spooky? Talking about like nice guys hating me, <laughs> but I I was like looking into the camera and kind of smirking. A big creator who was later outed who rarely commented on anything that was the one he made a comment on and engaged with me over and i look back and i'm like that's gross like if you mm -hmm. it's like make a separate account if you're gonna act like you know what i mean like if you're using the account you use to supposedly be about women's rights to hit on women like big red flag if that's the first interaction you have is thirst trap I mean, girl, do your thirst trap. But if they if they interact with mm -hmm. that one, I agree with you. Huge red flag. Yep. There's there are two. One who eventually uh, told on himself and is off the app and has been off the app for over a year now. Another one who I'm just waiting for. Like nothing ever happened with me, but there's enough uh, whispers behind the scenes that I'm like, someday this one's going to be brought to light too. Both of those one uh, two creators would only comment, would only interact with anything where I was just kind of displaying beauty. And now, mind you, that's always been a tiny portion of my my page. And as time goes on, it becomes even tinier. But I'm like, 95% of my content is a way like about intellectual discussions and, yes. and all these things. Not not a word. But if I, <laughs> if I make anything, yeah, like, but the, that 5% that had me in like a pretty dress, that's where you're at. Okay. Um, that's where your support comes in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. And you're really letting me know why, uh, why you're doing what you're doing. Yes. Uh, so we became mutuals and, um, almost immediately he is in my DMS. Oh my God. You are so amazing. Like I Googled you and I, you're a writer and you're this and you're that you need to be on my podcast. No. Uh, uh, red flag number. What are we at? Oh, oh, I think so. Oh, no. And I didn't realize, you know, these are things that you look back on and you're like, oh, and again, not necessarily not naming names, but there you can. Another thing is like you look at their podcast guests and it's all like 95% is conventionally attractive women. Like, hmm. That's oh, okay. No. And they'll say, oh, it's because they're amplifying women's voices. No, it's not. It's <laughs> never because that only was only pretty that was women. Pretty's women's voices. Is that the only ones we're amplifying? Oh, okay. Right. That's interesting. Like, okay. I I will say though, you are amazing. Your content is amazing. You're you're incredibly smart. I, when you speak, it's one of those things every time you speak, I'm like, yeah, a hundred percent. Like this, I literally have done that on the podcast. But so it it is tricky because you are you are incredibly well spoken. You are incredibly intelligent. You you do have a platform in which you articulate like really important things, and I can see where like you would be like, yeah, that's true, right? So it can be a hundred percent true, and also not the reason they want you on the podcast. Like you know, it exactly. can be valid. But not the true, uh, true motivation. Yeah. And that in some ways was one of the reasons why I paid it absolutely no mind because I was like, oh yeah, no, like, of course you want me on the podcast. And, you know, now we're suddenly friends and friends becomes, you know, he's just letting it slip from time to time how beautiful he thinks I am. And, oh my God, I have such a crush on you. Like playing Ugh. up dopey bashful man and oh oh i don't know i just don't know how to talk to women which uh red flag number four everyone like 
if, if the charming man with hundreds of thousands of followers, if not millions of followers, is telling you he's just so dopey and dorky, he just doesn't know how to talk to women, fucking Ron, he's lying to you. <laughs> I mean, it's like, sir, you make videos where you talk to hundreds of thousands of women. Mm -hmm. You can't do both. Like maybe in real life, if you tried to play that, it might work. But like when you have a huge social platform where all you do is talk to women, like, okay, no, no. And again, oh. again, you're to the, to the red flag point. Like if a man is consistently throwing out things that are like almost unprompted, I'm not dangerous. I'm safe. Don't worry about me. You don't have to be, you don't have to think I'm a threat. Like I'm not like other guys, red freaking flag. And they, it's like, right. you don't ask for it. They're just like, Bleh. they're like, I'm, and, and mm -hmm. also like any man who like consistently, and I'm speaking from experience, consistently accidentally in quotations, like compliments you or I had a guy who accidentally said he loved me. He's like, Oh, oopsie. Like I didn't mean to do it. It's like, mm -hmm. it's not sorry. Like the accidents yep. happen, but not that not repeatedly like that. <laughs> like run. Yep. that's, that's feigning something that's pretending to be like, Oh, I'm awkward. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I, I this isn't mm -hmm. rehearsed. Mm, bye. Boy, bye. It's all rehearsed. And in some ways gets into one of the ways that he, you know, accidentally wanted me to be his girlfriend and just was like you know at this point we're you know some kind of dating and you know and he keeps reassuring me that he's like well you're you know you're the only one that I'm talking to and I just you know it's just so weird for me to be trying to do dating and you know which spoiler alert that was not the case and there's there's one very particular one I'm going to make sure I add in that story um but shocking i'm shocked <laughs> go ahead sorry right? I just, he's he's oh, with all of these followers he's only talking to you like no right? like oh gee you're Willikers. so special <laughs> gee, exactly. and that's and that's basically like they're wanting yeah. you to feel like ah shucks i'm so special <laughs> and you know at this point, we've been, you know, doing some kind of dating for a couple of months. And I'm like, you know what, uh, I have spring break coming up, I can come down to see you. And he I forget exactly the wording, but it was something about how he can't wait to see his girlfriend. And he was like, Oh, um, I didn't mean to say that. I, I mean, I was going to ask you when you were here. But I guess now that I've done it now, I mean, <sighs> my, I'm, my hands, my face is up. My faces, my multiple faces, my faces and my hands because, ugh. oh mm -hmm. my God. Ugh. What a way, what a mature way to ask a girl out. What a mature, like romantic, like, oops. Right. That's how, that's how a woman wants to be asked out is on quote unquote accident. We love to see it. Right. Oh, the, the bumbling man. Oh, geez. <laughs> <sighs> Which, you know, I. I would learn all about like the pratfall effect and how that's very much like that's a that's a deliberate psychological tactic but yes ugh. but anywho so you know like any abusive relationship it never starts out abusive it starts out like you have your prince charming he knows that what I've been through and I'm you know I'm happy to say that I was at a place of healing where I'm really good at direct communication. And I say outright, like, hey, listen, the last couple of guys I was with, it was really bad. They've shattered my sense of trust. You know, I'm probably going to need a little more reassurance than maybe the, the average woman. Um, and I don't want you to take that personally. I just, I'm just going to need that to help build me up. And here he is promising me the 
fucking world. Mm. And he's like, you know, I'm not a perfect man, but I can promise you respect and transparency. And I, and I hope that you judge me not by my words, but by my actions. Which we'll bookmark that one real quick. Yeah, bookmark. <laughs> now, <laughs> so, you know, long story short, we go public with our relationship around Valentine's Day. But then I would notice, you know, even in this fairy tale time, he kept telling people that we started on Valentine's Day, that, um, you know, we started because I asked him out on online to be my Valentine, which mind you, that was the, the plan. We collaborated behind the scenes to make, I was like, oh, I'll make a video asking you to be my Valentine and you'll make a video agreeing to it. And, you know, oh, we're gonna build from there. But then he's telling everybody publicly, oh, no, we started when she asked me out online. I'm like, we were dating for months at this point. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. This is why. Oh. I mean, it's not a spoiler alert. You, y'all already know that this, this, is, this man is trash. But <laughs> one of the things I would learn after I left the relationship is he was dating a local woman at the same time as me. And when the video came out, he... Uh, reached out to her and told her to not worry about me because I'm just a friend and all of this is just for his social media career literally told her that oh god I'm uh, it's like it's so gross like yet again Mm -hmm. using the fact that this is like he has a social media platform because in real life you would be like absolutely not if if a guy just was like saying you started dating in a different day you'd be like uh no i don't trust you but because it's this weird world of social media where you are doing like a because people do relationship reveals all the time it's like oh that kind of makes sense like it's kind of plausible like yeah we started dating before that but whatever it's like it's just the perfect world for them to be manipulative and lie and then he uses that against the other girl by saying like oh it's it's for social media like oh my god why get these men off social media please (laughs) and the worst part too is exactly that is i was you know again perpetual giving benefit of the doubt well it's like well you know what it is a cuter story sure you know and you know, and I'm, I'm still trying to be in this place of like, but no, this is my Prince Charming. Like, you know, again, I have this kind of like parasocial bond already with him. And it doesn't matter that my gut from the jump, honestly, was rumbling and telling me that this man was not safe. And I kept telling myself, no, it's just my trauma talking. That's just my trauma talking, uh. which I would learn as a prevailing theme when it comes to specifically this guy, the sheer number of women who are like, yeah, you know what? I just got, you know, bad vibes from him, but I just assumed it was my trauma talking. It's like, no, no, no. If anything, your trauma honed the radar. Yes. Your gut was right. A hundred, like your gut is telling you, oh, I've seen this before. I don't, I can't put my finger on it exactly, but my body is rejecting this. Like, And that's the thing, again, to to our earlier part of our conversation, it's like, that's why the fact that these men are going for women with trauma, I mean, let's be real, most women have trauma, but Mm -hmm. women who have significant trauma or things that they are actively working through, it's like, that's why they're dangerous, because when they do shitty things, the women are like, oh, well, maybe it's just me and what I'm dealing with. And they Mm -hmm. absolutely weaponize the fact that that is, is a common reaction of women who are still healing. Ugh. 100%. They know what they're doing, which actually is a great segue into as the relationship is progressing. Because, you know, again, first couple of months, it's a fairy tale. He's so emotionally intelligent. He's so kind. He's so gentle. He's so understanding. 
and then the cracks are starting to show. Um, ironically, the first crack actually showed on a, a, a TikTok Duel Live. So it was on display for everyone to see where um, he had a histrionic fit. Um, very, very long story short, he was maintaining that it doesn't matter who you vote for. You can be a Trump supporter. I, you're welcome in my uh, in my neck of the woods. And I'm over here grimacing because mind you, at this point, timeline wise, we're a month away from Roe v. Wade being overturned. It f***ing matters who you vote for, like now more than ever. And I'm just grimacing and I just go, can't say the same on my side. Yeah. And he couldn't let that go. And he just keeps doing these kind of pointed, like he keep he kept calling it a, a debate. It was not a debate. It was these pointed attacks like, well, <gasps> my mom's pro-life. Does that mean you hate her? And oh I'm over here like, on a live? Like, so on a live. And here I am trying so hard to like, Talk about it on a more macro level, like, you know, oh, the paradox of tolerance, blah, blah, blah. And he's doing these really pointed attacks. Unfortunately, uh, people on my, on, you know, who are watching it from my side and his commenters don't agree with him. And as I would learn, he is the I'll smooth talk, I'll smooth talk, I'll smooth talk until I realize I'm not getting my way by the smooth talking and then I'm gonna have a fit. And then out of nowhere, he has this big blow up of like, what, so what am I supposed to do? I just wanna make content that makes people happy. What is before every video, I have to make a disclaimer like, hey, before you watch this, who did you vote for? And if you didn't vote for the right guy, just keep scrolling. And he just keeps going on and on and on. And I'm just over here like, like my fond response got activated and all I could oh, think is I, I, I have to find a way to calm him down now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's a thing, one, if I'm going to fawn, it's going to be with that type of shit because it's so outlandish. You're like, oh, you just because it's like you're watching a grown man. And we all have seen this before. A grown man behave like a toddler. And you're just like, there's no rational way of, of, of handling that, like because it is so extreme. And I just I, I don't mean to interrupt, but I did want to point out the fact that he was like, these nice guys often if they're losing will take an argument to the extreme to like make you look mm -hmm. dumb or make your argument look dumb like the fact that he's like oh i guess i just have to put a disclaimer in front of every video it's like uh, who asked you to do that when did we say that you're you're the one who's making the statement about your own belief like sorry that's mm -hmm. you bro like you make your own decision and you make content in that in line with what you believe no one's saying like make a disclaimer like you're the you're the one who's starting this fight buddy like Mm, uh -oh. Right. Uh -oh. it, it's like thank you for reminding me that um straw man arguments get you an f in debate class i'm just saying like uh, <laughs> 100%, like yes oh so yeah that happened which put me in a horrible headspace and i was like well you know what maybe he just had a bad night the next day i try to i'm like hey listen i'm in a really bad headspace it, it really just felt like you didn't have my back last night and it felt like what mattered to you more was winning than than you know being respectful to your girlfriend i get this phone call i am so mad right now i am walking around my apartment i am shaking i've never been so offended in my life and he is so mad at me and he's proving the exact things that I was just saying put me in a bad headspace. And it isn't until I am literally in tears on the phone saying, I was just trying to communicate a concern. I was just trying to communicate that I was hurt. And it's almost like he just, he just shut up and went, well, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hung up. I, I should, I know I should have left. I know I should have left. And I, I know that's the rallying, um, the, the swan song of every woman who's ever been in an abusive relationship but like that was the moment of oh but 
you know, I'm in this place of no, no, he's he's the good guy. That must have been me. I must have done something to set him off. You know, it's fine. It wasn't fine. It was not fine. And it, this becomes this horrible pattern where, you know, and so mind you, a couple of weeks afterwards, he did something that was hurtful, but I don't say anything. And I get very like, you know, nervous and closed off because I, I don't have a poker face. It's very easy to read my emotions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, well, and he gets to do this like paternalistic, what's wrong? And I'm over here like, no, 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 it's just me. It's I'm, it's, I'm, I'm too sensitive, blah, 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 blah. And that's when he's kind and sweet and understanding, but also kind of exasperated, like, Oh, the things I gotta do for my traumatized girlfriend. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a hundred percent the vibe. It's like, okay, I guess I'll just I have to deal with this because I'm such a nice guy. But yeah, oh god, yeah, and yeah, they if you like, don't be fooled. Let's just put another flag out. This whole oh thing is flags. But when a nice guy is able to be nice to you. But it's only when you are admitting fault and you are emotionally Mm -hmm. overwhelmed, whether that be crying or scream, like whatever it is, if you have to be unstable in order for them to be stable with you, that is a red flag. Like that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean they're nice. If you're like, they want you to be out of control and they feel the power of that situation. So yeah, it's very easy for him to be like, okay let me help you because you're you're the one with trauma you know it's like Mm -hmm. that doesn't make him nice that makes him someone who likes that power dynamic exactly and and that is creating this like twofold damage where it is creating this kind of like pavlovian response of the only way you're going to get a good response from him is if you are already like no 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 i'm in the wrong here it's just me and you make yourself small and just demure and unassuming and you know but anytime you speak directly and with confidence and hey i know that what you did was not okay they will shoot you down but it's also creating the trauma bond which you know for those playing the home game trauma bond and bonding over trauma two different things um (laughs) yes yes the number of times I hear people be like, yeah, you know, I was hanging out with my bestie and we were just trauma bonding. I'm like, no, 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 no. You are bonding over trauma. Please do not use that term. Yes, Because trauma bonding, oh, it's such a specific manipulation tactic where they are both the cause of the harm, but then your solution to the harm. And psychologically, that messes you up so badly because you attach to them because, well, they're my solution, mm-hmm. but they're the cause of the problem. And as that keeps progressing, as they keep doing this pattern, and that was what the pattern was where, you know, I would just be in this like, nope, it's me, I'm too sensitive. And oh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm the paternalistic, loving yet, you know, uh, weary boyfriend. And then you feel safe enough to finally directly communicate again, lather, rinse, repeat, each time you cling a little harder and a little harder, because like, no, this is, a, this guy's the solution, this guy's the solution. And it was to the point where it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm having my like friends just straight up say, you need to break up with him. Why are you with him? And a few of my friends, I actually kind of pulled back from because I was like, I can't talk about things because he keeps telling me to break up with him. And, you know, at this point, you know, again, speaking of weaponizing trauma, the number of times he would say, like, you know, after everything I've done for you and your trauma and it take like literally. Ew. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like. that's so foul to me. And I have had that happen too. Like you divulge, first of all, 
someone who's like this is going to get you to divulge whatever you are working through, whether that be a diagnosis, whether that be, you know, you're anxious, you have trauma, whatever it is, they will coax that out of you in the early days when they're being nice. And then they will take that and they will weaponize it. And that is like to what just happened there. And I've had it happen to me when someone is like exacerbated and over like annoyed and like put out by your existence and your pain, like your pain is painful to them. They're the ones carrying the burden. That's so yeah. jacked up. And that is such a sign of a, of a toxic dude. Cause that is so gross. Like, Oh, like, Oh, I'm, you know, I, I know you're the one who had the traumatic thing happen, but me having to be kind to you is a big weight on my shoulders. Ugh. All right. Ugh. And the funny thing is he would do that and he would never give specifics. There was only one time he ever gave a specific. And in some ways it was very free because it was so f***ing ridiculous. Because so he's doing his usual, you know, diatribe of like, after everything I do for you and your trauma, I don't call you beautiful because I know that would be triggering. Where'd that come from, my guy? Huh? And the only, <laughs> what and does the that only mean? thing... The only thing that I could think of is that I had recently told him about, you know, the there was a, you know, a complete boy that I was dealing with who would, um, what he would do is he would send video messages to me and say, good morning, beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And I would learn he's sending it to like seven other women and he's right. saying beautiful. So he doesn't have to like make multiple videos. And the <laughs> real f***ing kicker Gross. is, right? <sighs> oh, now the kicker is I had been telling him about that in response to him telling me, he, he had said like, you know, he had called me beautiful, like as a nick, uh, you know, a nickname. And I actually said, wow, I thought I would never appreciate that. But hearing it from you lets me know that, no, this is not irretrievably broken. Like I, I had explicitly said, I even made a video talking about how healing it was to realize this. So it's like, so not only was your option like the i'm taking care of you and your trauma by not saying you're beautiful but you deliberately didn't listen to me then like yeah. you're you're showing me that you did not hear me so yeah it is an act you are taking care of my trauma thank you very much most of the time these guys are so self-absorbed and so self-obsessed and like these are the same guys that are often like thinking of their response as you're speaking to them and, or thinking about themselves and it's like they're actually horrible listeners like they may sit there and nod their head but they are terrible at listening because it, it you have to have empathy like to like really pick up what what a woman is laying down and so i think that's a good thing to point out is like just get them to like paraphrase or like say what you've said or exp express mm -hmm. your feelings after an argument to like clarify okay what did i say just now if they cannot articulate mm. back to you what you've said or or what you have said you feel like there's a flag there they are not they are not what they're presenting to be they're not a good listener clearly oh god mm -hmm. and if they're somehow bringing it back on you it's like well how am i supposed to pick out something because you just kept going on and on and on there you go you have your answer you have your answer in triplicate at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, unfortunately, it, it was in this place of like the, the trauma bond was real. And, you know, the, tr the real trappings of an abusive relationship were really starting to show. And one of the ways, and, you know, we were just talking about kind of that Charles Manson effect. They never directly say anything, but they figure out ways to like get it sneakily done. He never told me, stop talking to your friends. 
but he would start doing this thing where he would be like, you know, I've stopped talking to my best friends about this because I, I know that you're a good person and I don't want them thinking bad of you. Keep the gaslighting everybody. Um, so it's a twofer. One, he's making it subtly sound like, you know, again, he's not the problem, it's me. But also he's not talking to his friends, but he knew that I had been sending screen grabs of the text messages, full on screen recordings of voice notes where he's yelling at me. And I would send, I'd be like, hey, can I get a vibe check on this one? And he knew that. And so here he is trying to get it. So it's like, he wants me to start saying, yeah, I'm not talking to my friends either. Cause he would bring it up multiple times, multiple, oh yeah, I'm just not talking about it anymore. And they'll, they'll, you know, this best friend just asked me about us and I just told her I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. And just over and over and over again until it was this place of like, yeah, you know, I'm not really talking to them about it either. That's, uh, that's what he wanted. Hold on, did you say he sent you voice notes of him yelling at you? Yes. What? So that's the. Why would you do that? That's insane. The lead up to it is even worse. Hey guys, this is Reagan as I'm editing. And unfortunately, we are going to have to stop this episode here. We have another 45 minutes of Abby's story to go. And trust me, you are not going to want to miss it. So make sure you come back next week to hear the conclusion of her story. Thank you so much to Abby for joining me for this episode and of course next week's episode and if you want more from abby but you cannot wait until next week make sure you check out their tiktok which is at abby rosemarin a-b-b-y-r-o-s-m-a-r-i-n and abby has a link tree on their tiktok so make sure to check her out i also have to give a big shout out to our new patrons Megan, Louise, Peter, Spence, Emily. Thank you so much for joining our Patreon. Truly, your support means the absolute world to me and helps this podcast continue to be a thing. <laughs> helps this podcast keep going. If you want to support the podcast, make sure you check out the Patreon. I put extra content out there, stuff that didn't make the interview. We have a full episode that's only on Patreon. Lots of fun stuff, so make sure to check it out. And as always, if you have an F the Nice Guy story, make sure to send it to the F the Nice Guy podcast at gmail.com. So thank you for listening. Make sure to tune in next week to hear the conclusion of my episode with Abby. And as always, my friends, F the Nice Guy.